This is the Voice Podcast Network. Welcome to Post Pitch, a bi-weekly podcast that dives a little deeper into an article published in this week's print issue of the Georgetown Voice. Today I'm interviewing our writer, Eileen Miller, to learn more about her voice's piece on short stories. Please enjoy. Hey. Hi. How are you? I'm pretty good. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure. So I had the opportunity to get a preview of, of your story, which is going to be in this week's print issue. Um, and I am a very avid reader, and I'm a dabbling writer. But I've never been much of a short story person. I feel like since I was young, I was always drawn to like longer novels. I There was something very refreshing about just like breathing in 500 pages in a week, you know, back when we had the ability to do that. And yeah, so I, I was very, very curious about your piece. So could you talk a little bit more about it and, and yourself and introduce your article to our listeners? Okay, yeah, sure. Um, well, to introduce myself, I'm a sophomore. I'm studying regional and comparative studies. I'm also a, a writer and I like writing short stories especially. And so um, I've often been told though, like in writing classes or even when I go to like book talks where they published authors that um, short stories just don't sell, like publishers don't really like them because readers want to buy novels um, and because I primarily write short stories, it kind of hurts me to hear that because, <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'm being told that if I don't write novels, like I won't be able to really get published or anything like that. And the yeah. feeling kind of that um, short stories just aren't really the same, on the same level as like full novels, yeah. um, which I, I don't believe that. I think that short stories on, are on their own level and they're really great. Absolutely. So... We were just talking earlier before recording about, um, you know, voices, pieces, and like what what makes them unique. And so, you know, this is the second issue of the semester. What made you pick this article up now? Like, what what drew you to it, and what was the writing process like for you? Well, I mean, it's been something I've been thinking about for a while because, as I said earlier, I've heard this um, short stories don't sell from multiple people, like mm. in the past couple of years. Right. And I guess it's just kind of. As I hear it again and again, it kind of sticks in my mind. And I actually, I think I pitched this story last fall, and it's just kind of now where I thought, I have time to write it, I might as well do it. Yeah. And um, yeah. I kind of started out just getting my thoughts down, which was a lot of, oh, I, I love short stories and here's why, da 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 <laughs> um, And I also did some research into like why publishers don't want to publish short stories and a bit about the history of short stories as well. And I found it really interesting. I didn't um, actually know this, but in the 20th century, short stories were a lot more popular because they would often be published in magazines like The Atlantic or Harper's, and writers could get paid pretty well for them, actually, even right. for like such a short piece of fiction. But um, like as the decades kind of passed and readership trends changed, magazines got less popular, short stories got less popular, and Publishers kind of noticed that, and they knew that, well, let's publish books instead, because that's what sells. Huh, that's so interesting. I'd love to read some of those older short stories. Um, and I'm glad that even though it was pitched so long ago, that it's getting, like, it's getting its moment now. So I was reading the article, and you you answered this in the article, but I had, it was, it struck me, so I had to bring it here onto the, onto the episode. Um, but as a college student, and I guess that short stories give you the solution to my question, but how do you find the time to read? Like, I feel like we're given so much readings. You and I are the same major, so I'm sure we're enduring yeah. <laughs> a similar struggle. Um, but how do you find the time? And also, what are the stories that you're, you've picked up recently? 
Um, well, with time, I try and read before bed, usually, which yeah. doesn't always work out if I'm doing a lot of reading for my classes before <laughs> bed and end up staying up late and I just think, no, I need to go to sleep. But I'll do that. Um, I like to read, like, during meals. If I'm, like, eating by myself in the dining hall, it's a great way to get some reading in. Yeah. And if I'm, like, on the bus somewhere or on the metro as well, um, on, like, just in transit to different places as well. Yeah. Just, like, little bits throughout the day. It's little moments, right? Because yeah. you're never going to have, like, those hours on end, like, no, when you were a no. kid. But... Maybe during the summer, but not, yeah. not when I'm here. <laughs> right. And so what have you been reading lately? Um, well, I just finished a couple weeks ago, I think, this book of short stories by this Polish um, playwright and short story writer named Slavomir Mrozek, I think mm-hmm. is what his name is. Um, it's called The Elephant and Other, Sh- and Other Stories. And they're very short stories. They're about two to three pages each. Um, and... They were just so delightful. They were so funny. They were um, satires about Soviet-era po- um, Poland. And they were just, like, so well-written and so concise in, like, their message, but not over the top. Right. And I just enjoyed them so much. Just masterfully written. Yeah, it was, That's it was amazing. So I'll have to check it out. Like I said earlier, like, I've never really been one for short stories, but there was a pro- there's a professor here on campus who is also Lebanese, and he's a, a journalist and a writer. Do you know him? Oh, yeah, I'm... Is professor it? Professor Elam- Amin? Yeah, I'm actually in a class with him right now. Really? Yeah. So he wrote the short story called This Is How You Eat a Watermelon. Or, this, like, the, yeah, the short book, and it's a bunch of short stories. Um, I just finished reading it, and it was bizarre um, in a good way, oh. so you can tell. I would love to read that <laughs> kind of story, yeah. Um, but, uh, wow, that's amazing. Small world. So the last thing I wanted to make a note of, and I feel like this, I say this to every writer, um, but when I was reading over your piece before our recording, I saw that our editor-in-chief was basically taking an axe <laughs> to it and um, cutting it to pieces, um, which we get it. It's we, we forgive him because it's all for word count. Um, but is there something that you wanted to include that got cut or that you couldn't fit in? Well, I'm glad to hear that I'm not the only writer who went over the word count. <laughs> it's everyone. <laughs> um, I think something I'd want to add in, I didn't have a lot. I think I would have liked to perhaps explore a bit into liter- the role of literary magazines and literary journals because they are a place where short stories get published. Um, a lot of them are online right now. Like, you can buy them in print, but that's, like, that's a bit more rare. And so I wanted to write about that both to kind of show that that's an option for reading short stories if you want to access them. Um, but also talk about how it is a bit less accessible just because if like a lot of people who want to read want to read books, they'll go to the library or the bookstore, they probably won't go online and just type in like short stories. Yeah. And they might not know the names of these like magazines and journals. So it's a great it's kind of on one side a great like resource, but the other side it's not as well known. You know, we like to kind of know what we're cho- like picking up and have an idea of it. And it's difficult with the internet. There's just so much out there um but yeah that is amazing well i'm so happy to have gotten to speak to you so thank you for joining us on post pitch um and to our listeners make sure to check out eileen's article in this week's issue of the voice and the rest of our podcasts on georgetownvoice.com or wherever you listen to podcasts thank you eileen thanks so much for having me